This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith. Joined, as always, by Davey Eyeballs. He is Ricky Robbie Von Dicky Dobby. He is promo code Ron Von D. All hail the king of ginger ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Pretty good now that you called me Dicky Dobby. That not, sounds, remember Dick, that, not to be confused with Doyby Dickle. No, and not to be confused. Was that old Ricky Ticky Tavi? You remember that book? Ricky Ticky Ricky Tavi, yes. Tembo. Ricky Ticky Tembo. No Sir Rembo. Of course remember I do. Remember that joint? Of course I do, Ryan. Yeah, you do. How are things? How's it how's it hanging? <sighs> short <laughs> short shriveled and always to the left. Uh no, it's uh it's all right. It's all right. This change yeah. in this uh getting dark at five can piss off. Oh, I, right? I don't care for it. I know it happens every year, but it every doesn't year. mean I'm any more used to it or enjoy it anymore. No, it stinks. There's that much. It stinks. Did you enjoy the weather this weekend? No, sorry. I we, did. <laughs> what about sports? About. What about we talk about, you talk about sports enough? What about sport? Did huh? you see the results from the local football team? Actually, that's why we're, we're recording early. Yep. For people listening to the podcast, you won't care. It's whatever. But if you stream it on uh, the YouTube that we do on Monday nights, we usually like that sweet spot of 845. That's where we feel like we get the most in sweeps uh, That for the primetime hours. Yes. But we're going early so we can watch the Patriots play Monday Night Football. So, Ryan. <laughs> Great. In a meaningless I, football game. Yeah. And they've been fun to watch. <laughs> without further ado, let's get into the uh, the news of the week. All right, what we're going to do is very similar to last week. Throughout the Mandalorian, we are going to give you a little bit of a taste of the Mandalorian each episode uh, in This Week in Dork. And then at the end, we're going to do a little bit more spoilers. And then when the whole season is done, we're going to do a whole standalone episode. But just give me a one-word answer on episode two of the Mandalorian. Did you like it? Bugs! <laughs> you wanted a, you wanted a one-word answer. That's my one-word answer. I said non-spoiler, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll break it down a little bit more, but it's only eight episodes long, and we are now two in. And um, The next six better be like... Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of what I'm saying too. I'm enjoying it. I do think it's good. I think it's yeah. a very and I the first two episodes have been like kind of one-offs and yeah. they've kind of mentioned that there's a plot coming. Yeah, we haven't like, gotten I, there yet. I know that people were complaining after the first episode and I was way more of the well, like there was enough for me and like I I, mm-hmm. I th- that's what's cool about the show. And then when you follow it up with something that probably has even less, I'm like, okay, I get it. Thanks. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. But I, but like, it looks cool. I like the character. Right. I like the I- expanded universe of it all, but. No, I did more. enjoy it. I did. I enjoyed the show. I just, I'm a. Uh... Yo quiero mas. Oh yeah. I, I want Always. more. Always. I want more. <laughs> For those of you who don't Spanish habla, that's what he uh-huh. said. He said I that's want all more. that was. Yeah. That's, that's four years of Spanish right there. <laughs> Brian. Dave Chappelle hosted yes. Saturday Night Live. He did this past Saturday. Did you ha- did you catch any or most or all? I caught the first half. Okay. Um, I thought his monologue, as always, was exceptional. So funny, so good, so serious um, at times, but so real. Seri- but like he he made a, even a point of saying like I can't say anything of value without making a, having a punchline, right. and like that's the world I live in now. Yeah. Um, but there were some things that got like with him now it gets a little real at times and you're like and then Mm -hmm. he brings it back Mm -hmm. um and then i did really enjoy the uh uncle ben sketch that was really good with when he made made pete davidson spit out his teeth 
So good. I thought that was really good. Count Chocula. That was really good. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. Look at I also... lips. <laughs> <laughs> I would say uh, Maya Rudolph does a fantastic Kamala Harris. Oh, she's so good. He's got, like, Jim Carrey, I don't know. I, I say bring back Sudeikis as Joe Biden. I think give somebody on the, the, the actual cast a crack at it. Because it's too much. You don't it's... need to outsource everything. Like, that's no. kind of annoying. Like, that was what was great. Like, Dana Carvey was a great George Bush. They didn't have to go mm-hmm. looking for somebody to do George Bush. Or like when Daryl Hammond was there, a great Bill Clinton. You don't have to go he outsource every- Bill <laughs> Daryl Hammond he was, was everybody. He was, he was really everybody's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Chappelle was good. There was another, there was like a one-off sketch too that Chappelle wasn't in that was pretty funny with Beck Bennett and then yeah. one of the relatively new girls. And she, she he's like trying to get her back. Hilarious. Yeah. He's like, I've changed. And she's like, really? He's like, yeah, I, I quit drinking. She's like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, and I don't do coke anymore. She's like, "Wait, you did coke?" And then it just goes up. Like, and just up to get and up. off the booze, I had to do the coke to get off the booze, and then it spirals. Yeah, yeah. He goes, "I did coke just to get off the booze and the two years pre pre prior." And then it just gets worse and worse. It's great. What was the thing he said? He got he got into porn, like really into porn. And she's like, "Well, that happens." And but he's like, "Yeah, but you know, like something about like acting." And she's like, "Hold yeah. up, you were in them. <laughs> you were in porn with other women." He's like, "Well, not with women." He goes, but... "Never women." that that was a really good one yeah that was good uh ryan not to bring it down pick up the pod here early Uh, actually kind of seeming seamless in from snl where uh will ferrell was great as him on snl mm -hmm. but over the weekend alex trebek sadly passed away and he had he was 80 years old Mm -hmm. and pancreatic cancer when you hear that you're like oh my god like that's unfortunately the fucking worst it's the it's basically i i hate to say it like this yeah. but it's basically a death sentence it's ba- yeah. it's like you um they do a procedure um my father's best friend actually passed away from pancreatic cancer um and they do a procedure where they actually cut a piece of it off and it's like a 20 percent maybe will buy you some time and it sounds like that's trebek i know trebek had that procedure done and it wow. did buy him a little bit of time but it just yeah he kept working yeah. for a while he kept doing his he thing felt- my wife said he filmed up until the 28th of October. Insane. That's crazy. Now, and that lose him and the SNL thing too. Lost him and uh, Sean Connery within a week of each other. That's nuts. Because that was yeah. as good as there was. That helped really bring SNL back, I think. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, that was one of those great characters of the early mm-hmm. 2000s. Um, I've always, you know this about me, like, growing up, my gold job like whatever like what what do you want to do was game show host i always wanted to be a game show host and i think any tom dick or harry can probably host any show except for jeopardy someone brought up a good point today it was like a meme or something like that like what and i never noticed this until someone brought it up but like nothing phased him like Mm -mm. any asinine thing that those those dorks would say on jeopardy he'd be like wow that sounds pretty interesting and just move on He'd go, yeah, he would have three interviews where he'd make all of these zeros sound somewhat interesting yeah. right down the line. But then what's crazy is the rapid fire ability to read all those questions from every different type of expertise right. and to be able to pronounce everything right. I would have no fucking chance. Every, oh. like, every game, I'd be like, uh, line, like, what, uh, help, <laughs> help me here. No, he, he was the concept, like, and just a, a good dude from the stories you hear from everybody. Yeah. So, and I don't think that would also be the weirdest one. Now, I also thought it was really strange when they replaced Bob Barker because he was such an institution with Drew Carey. And it was Drew Carey, and I watched it a little bit, and it was whatever. It was fine. It did definitely lose something, but I almost can't even imagine somebody else hosting Jeopardy because it's not a funny show. Like you can't have like the no, you don't want a comedian. You don't the 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 show in some like Bob Barker was the Price is Right, right? Much like, yeah. but it's. I feel like Alex Trebek always put it on the contestants. Like the show was about the contestants. It wasn't about him. It was, but he's just such a steadying presence. Yeah. Do you think, do you think Ken Jennings could host it? I think so. Um, I think he could. I don't think Holzhauer could. He's too much of a personality. He, it would be all about him. Jennings would be a good straight man, I think. And you know, you're like, well, this guy probably fucking does know all the answers. So I'm legit. Yeah. He doesn't even need to look. Yeah. No, that's not right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know what they're going to do there, but. Uh, pick of the pod, certainly to uh, Alex Trebek. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Dave, let's get to the uh, next portion of the program here. This is This Week in Horrible Rossi Takes. All right, this is kind of actually uh, sort of adjoining 
the last week's horrible Rossi take. So last okay. week's horrible Rossi take, he tweeted that he has never seen nor has interest in seeing Borat or Borat 2. Which is such which, a, again, it's such a normie, contrarian, bullshit thing to say. It's a loser thing to say by a loser. And the thing that, <laughs> the good news about that, though, was it sort of led us to the topic du jour. Mm-hmm. Like, that sort of organically happened because we're right. like, oh, that's a movie you have to see. I hate to be that guy that, oh, you have to see this. But that actually is one where, oh, you have to see this. <laughs> so I was listening to their episode this week. He and Billy D, of course, do the Pop Culture Pile Driver podcast. Sure. And they were doing a best uh, road playlist, like <laughs> ride along playlist, like, you know, yeah, in the car. Don't even get me car started ride. on that. The whole fucking thing is a bad take. By the way, uh, so they picked, they each picked 11 songs. And at one yeah. point in there, Billy like referenced, like, oh, that one of them was kind of on his list. And Rossi's like, oh, like, well, you should still take it. And Billy's like, well, but you took it. Like, I think Rossi was still of the me, the mind that you could just all have the same. Uh! <laughs> <laughs> I forget the details. Not that's neither here nor there. Yeah, but he like doubled and tripled down on his Borat slash Sasha Baron Cohen take, where he said he had all these very insulting things to say about the Ali G show. He said it was like stupid and he hated it. I'm like, that's one of the great shows because Ali G, Borat, and Bruno are all amazing characters, and so yeah. when you get the best of all three of them. I thought at times I would laugh more at Ali G than even the other two guys that ended up spinning off and getting movies. And it's just so, and I it's think a great show. It, it's a it great dumb. show. I'm like, it's actually the opposite. It's, it's very it's smart. The opposite. And I think where uh, William is missing the point, or no, sorry, not William. Um, where um, no, William Jason gets is it. missing the point. Jason, where Jason is it. missing the point no. is that Ali G is supposed to be stupid, right? Like it, him asking Donald Trump if he wants to invest in ice cream gloves is dumb but like given who he's talking to that's genius and the fact that what what you can't understate is the how this guy gets in the room with these people with pat buchanan and butros 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 golly i did this the snap thing, but like how he gets Love them it. to say these ridiculous things with a straight face it's a great show god damn it it's so good and that's like obviously the borat stuff is really really good in that show yeah. and the bruno stuff is Bruno's hilarious. I didn't like. I didn't. I will be the first to admit. I didn't like the Bruno movie. I didn't care for it. But Bruno I don't think he needed a. He didn't need a movie. But his little no. standalone skits or sketches or interviews. Yeah, were great. Like five minutes of Bruno is perfect. That's all you need. Perfect. Yeah. Hour and a half. I'm. I'm. I'm a little bit more out on that. But anyway, so he's just doubling down on that. I couldn't believe it. I think. I think he's I just digging his heels in at this point. I don't really think he believes that. He can't. Maybe. Probably he not. Can't. No. And then he went on to say how good How I Met Your Mother was. So. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, all right. That that'll do that. Let's move on Ooh. to something. Let's, let's move on. To something. I, 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 I gotta breathe that out for a second. Uh, all right. Let's move on. All right. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, Rye. Big week. What do you got? I don't even know if I have the strength to carry on anymore after that. I know after we should that. do that. We should do that that bit at the end. Uh, we should anyway well, it's a huge week that. and this week as all weeks is brought to you by the wonderful people at wild bill soda um use the promo code ron von d get you some wild bill soda take a little take a little percent off for yourself you know come on you owe it to yourself you're sitting this is around the best so i guarantee you this is the best soda you'll ever drink what kind of soda do you like they got it i like got a it. black cherry do they have that they have that they mm. also have probably the best grape soda i've ever had in my life and a okay. species a nice spicy ginger ale Ooh, with just a little spice in it that kicks your ass. Because Ryan, you know As what people of- need to yeah. do? It's the holiday season, and it's very important to uh, you know buy gifts for others and show Absolutely. that you care for others. But treat yourself. Treat yourself to a little bit of a wild bill soda, or buy yeah. it for someone you if you've had it and you like it. Buy it for someone you love. Give it as a gift, you idiot. Give it as Wouldn't a you, gift, you bimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to whoever, right? Go to Wild Bill Soda. Use the promo code Ron Von D. Veteran owner operated Wild Bill Soda. Um, great company out of New Jersey. Check them out. Wild Bill Soda. Now, yeah. as you said, we have a very large week this week. We need to get this. We need to make this tight. What console are you getting this week, Richard? I'm not getting any console because I got shut out. So did I. <laughs> and to make matters worse, um, 
I found out as I tweeted out earlier in the week, uh, early late last week, that they are now not putting them in stores mm-hmm. I saw on signs. launch day. Yeah, because they don't want people being idiots. I was at which, Target this weekend, and there yeah. was a sign that was like, "For your safety, we will not have PS5s on the floor." I was like, "But okay. I'm told that on launch day they will have their next round of." You can pick it up in store. You just oh. can't go into the store and try to buy one. Oh. You can okay. order it online and yeah. go get it. You just can't show up to the store with $500 and wave it in their face. Huh. So be ready. So be ready Wednesday night into Thursday to do your pre-order then. Tech is Damn. technically the pre-order. Yeah, I was I just assumed and this was this again your classic case of you know what happens when you assume. Right. But I thought being hosts of such a high level podcast that we would have just been sent PlayStation 5 which they were they send them out to members of the media. That's as us. far as I can tell, we have a podcast for Christ's sake. We get press passes to Connecticut Comic Con, bitch. I checked my mail today, no PS5. I got Maybe nothing tomorrow. Matt got a controller. More than I got. Use. Well, no, but it's pretty cool to look at, I bet. Yeah. Um, Speaking of that, though, Miles Morales, the uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales game is coming out to rave reviews. I cannot wait to play this game. And then they give you another thing and they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, special edition Miles Morales Adidas Superstars, which I know you're a fan of. You used to have a pair of Adidas Superstars. I did. Are going to be a limited release that they're going to actually the shoes he wears in game are going to be available. Are they not going to also give the Jordans? Are they no Jordan the game? So and the and the reason was and not I was Jordan, uh, not an friend NBA of the Jam, pod- and not Spider Verse. Friend of the podcast, Eric Monticelli, tweeted out today. The executive, uh, one of the produce, the head of production at Marvel Games, yep. said in a tweet that the reason that they went with Adidas is because in their game, Miles is a beat maker. He makes beats, and anybody from New York will know. Run DMC. That why he we- run DMC. That's why he wears Adidas. So that's there's an actual reason. If you know your history of hip hop, you will know that Adidas in New York City kind of and hip hop go kind of go hand in hand. All right, I hand. like that. Um, the other thing, Assassin's Creed Valhalla came out. I watched people play advanced copies of this on Twitch. I'm not that blown away with it. It no. doesn't seem like mm. that good enough of a leap. Okay. from to next gen. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I, I just. Something about what how they do with snow, like trudging through snow in Assassin's Creed, they haven't really figured out. It's slow. It looks slow. So if you did get a PS5 on launch day, the mm-hmm. first game you would play would be... Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Yeah. And then okay. I would play... Um, there's another game, I think, coming out called Godfall, which is by the people who made okay. Borderlands. So I would check that out as well. Um, All right. But yeah, so the, so there's that. I like that. Uh, another game that's coming out this week that I'm very excited to play. It's by the it's by Harmonix, which is a Boston based company that made Rock Band and the very first Guitar Hero, yeah. uh, called Fuser, which is a, basically you're like um like a stadium DJ, like a like a um a festival DJ. Oh, so it's like a little bit of DJ Hero and Guitar Hero, but you're like mixing beats together with like different songs. Which I'm so excited. And the That's best part cool. about this game is you can collab. So look out Ooh. for me and Shime. Oh shit. Start dropping beats together. Come on. And like, you know, doing the whole like DJ thing, like dancing so and like playing could music we for everybody. Take those beats and then play them on the podcast? I hope so. Okay. I right. there should be a feature to like save them. Cause that, yeah, there's like you can do like different drops and you can customize it and all oh, that. I stuff. like so that. Hopefully. I like that already. I'm in the groove. That's nice. There is a hardware update coming to the PlayStation 5, which it will eventually let you play in 8K. Fucking 8K. 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 Right? What do I, I gotta that? get? A, I gotta get a new TV now. Um, and I'm going to tonight play the demo for Zelda: Age of Calamity, which is the new Zelda game, which is eventually coming out. Good for the Nintendo Switch. And the new Oculus Quest is out now. It's completely wireless. Looks dope. I like it. There we go. There's a video game in it for you. As always, brought to you by the wonderful people at Wild Bill Soda, WildBillSoda.com. Promo code Ron Von D. Great gift this holiday season. There it is. Ryan, let me ask you a very simple question. Sure. Are you ready for the topic du jour? I'm sorry. Well, I'm glad you asked because it's the topic of the day. And today it is essential movies, aka the top 25 essential dork podcast movies. Now, 
a little bit of a description here. Yes, this is because not, this is this is important. It's not necessarily the twenty-five greatest movies. No. That's a different list altogether. It might not even be the twenty, my twenty-five or your twenty-five favorite movies of all time. No, also a separate list. Although there would certainly be some overlap, but a separate list. This is sort of the, and it got brought up last week because we were again we were talking about Borat and you know how you just you need to have seen it. So mm-hmm. especially for people of our generation, we, we're we're kind of using this as a. If you want to sit with us at lunch, this is this. These are the movies that you have to see. These are just sort of a running thing that we probably reference or quote, not just on the podcast, but in day to day life, and are just like part of the fabric of who we are, right? And this, yeah, and I think the important thing here, um, is that, like you said, this is are not our favorite movies. These are not movies that I would even at some some of these movies I wouldn't even consider to be like great. But one of the things we always hear about this podcast that you and I the feedback we get all the time is that we're kind of cheating because we have this shorthand where we know each other very well. Yeah. And it's this is why is because right. we've seen and it's these movies. We've seen over the over over 25 years we have done yeah. and seen most of the same stuff. And I think for our listeners who are in our, like we're in our mid to late thirties mm-hmm. there, you could sort of grasp these movies. Whereas I think guys who like Mac and goo are younger than us. So they might have a sort of similar, but then a few other ones, people who are older than us might latch onto a few more that we don't have. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of yeah. tell like if once this list is done and you saw all the movies on here, you could probably guess the age ballpark of who made the list. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's begin and right out of the shoot, I'm telling yeah. you it's 25 movies, but it's also not 25 movies, it's not 25 movies. We, so we, right we are doing 25. We, we, ha- we fudged it, but it's our own fucking idea. So you gotta, you know, deal with that, I guess. First things first. And this is a very obvious one. This sort of goes hand in hand with the idea of this podcast. Anyway, star Wars, simply and star Wars, simply star Wars. And I think. When we tried to limit it to one, I think we when we talked about it before, trying to limit it to one, we would both of us would say Empire Strikes Back. Empire 100%. Realizing you can't do that. But nope, I think it's smack dab in the middle of a trilogy, but <laughs> yeah, but everybody's like if if you're a person who can say like I've never seen a Star War, like mm. yeah. you probably aren't going to get 70% of what the hell I'm talking about. We have a, we're going to have a hard time here. Yeah. We're going to have a so, very difficult time. That's an easy one. Like that's yeah. an easy one. Yeah. Yeah, and I just think you're you're talking about the sci-fi, this uh universe thing, like the whole thing. Like w- uh, one of the movies that we love too is Guardians of the Galaxy, and you're like, "Oh, it's like Marvel Star Wars." Right? It's right. like that's why it was so good is because it's like Star Wars. Like it's just what, it's the best thing. And what makes it more important to us is that was the first time I felt that liking something sci-fi and quasi dorky mm-hmm. was cool. It was like if you knew, and I remember like if you because I remember playing with all like the Star Wars figurines, yeah, and I knew all their names, like yep. and like if that was kind of cool, like oh right. that's you know You're not, Salacious yeah, yeah, yeah. Crumb, Salacious B Crumb, like you don't know who that is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So like that was the first time being a dork, yep, felt cool, was the best, and that's sort of yeah. what made that's what sort of more from being a. Uh, geek nerd dweeb into a dork because right. a dork was like yeah i like this shit I'm like what do you mm-hmm. what do you want from me uh star wars is also very important to me because i remember i was 10 years old i broke my hand playing baseball in the summer and that was way before they had like waterproof casts so if you had a cast in the summer it you was sunk. absolute pits you were sunk so all yep. i did was watch movies my mom would take me to the video store all the time and we i just i saw so many goddamn movies when i was 10 and i remember asking my dad i was like What's your favorite movie? And he was like Star Wars. So the first thing we did, we went out there, rented the Star Wars trilogy, and I was like hooked immediately. And so mm-hmm. since since 1994, I've been obsessed with Star Wars. Uh, the next one, also we're fudging it here because I believe there is 24 of these movies, 23 or 24. Yeah, there's yep. basically an entire list anyway. But very clearly, a working knowledge of the MCU. We both highlighted Infinity War and Endgame. That's sort of obviously the, mm-hmm. the the climax. There are ones you can skip without a doubt. There are like Incredible Hulk, Thor two. Like there are plenty of ones that you can skip. But between Star Wars and the MCU, that is obviously. I bet if we went through, this is our two hundred and thirteenth 
episode on WEEI, close to half probably are either about or reference Star Wars or the MCU. Which is which is an amazing thing. And again, we talk about it so much, but 23 movies mm. all interconnect like building a world of movies, the, that ambitious of an undertaking is is incredible and yeah. something that I will talk about for the rest of my life. Right. When people are, you know, I saw all those every single one of those movies I saw in theater. Yeah. Everyone. Wow. That's probably true. Um, it's funny, too, because you had made the point a while ago, and you were right. As, as somebody who enjoys and has a wealth of knowledge of mythology, mm -hmm. how sort of you, you made the point that the modern-day mythology for so many is, the, it's, is Marvel. It's this. I mean, this yeah. is what it is. It's, it's the new yeah. <laughs> lowercase g, but like gods. You know, they, it is. That's, the, that's who, who – it's superheroes. Yeah. And this you was know? so good, too, because this – it's funny. So uh, this was like went from comic books to the movie. Star Wars did the opposite. Star Wars went from the movie and now also to comic books. Right. But this is sort of just blending all of that together. And like all those characters that we grew up reading about or they would have spinoff cartoons or whatever. And then seeing them on the big screen. Like yeah. ju just just the fucking best. And just uh, perfectly cast, meticulously cared for. Awesome shit. The next one on our list. Uh, again, so that's technically two. I know we already fudged it. But Star Wars, the MCU... Uh, we're going to single this one out because for a while, I think you could say it was the greatest comic book movie of all time. There's definitely competition for it, but going with the dark Knight here as an essential movie going as in so far as like, we talk a lot about anything non MCU, mm -hmm. uh, we focus on Batman, whether that is on purpose or by accident. I think it's more by accident. I think you and I are just more drawn to that. Yeah. This, just the story is so deep and rich like the whole the i don't use like the word mythology again but our surrounding bruce wayne and that character is so yeah. good and i think that this is the best depiction of batman on film yeah i think so too and it's the best villain probably and, and again like the best dc hero and villain together mm -hmm. in one movie yeah. and also, say what you want about the burton keaton i mean the the keaton nicholson one was good but yeah. like it's really nailed it this was this was so good, and we needed a Christopher Nolan movie on there too. It just so happened right. to be just happening. This the Dark Knight. Take your pick. Yeah, like he's got so many good ones. We did a whole mm -hmm. episode on Nolan. You can check out in the archives. But uh, the Dark Knight is so good. Uh, give us the next one. So the next one obviously holds a special place in our heart. It's something that we feel very, very strongly about. Um, and I remember seeing this movie and immediately thinking, like, I got to tell Rich to watch this movie, <laughs> um, and that is a fistful of court king of kong a fistful of quarters probably to this day my still my favorite episode that we've ever done um i love this movie and we talk about to this day i mean that movie's 10 years old and we still talk yeah. about the people in the movie and like um it's just incredible. a really one of the best documentaries i've ever seen yeah and something that toes the line of being so silly but people take it so seriously right because that's what our life—that's you and I—that's the life we live. It's silly. I know it is. I that's know, it. It, but we take it seriously. And the the pitfalls and just the two central characters are such polar opposites so that good. it's amazing. It's an amazing story. It, that, that to this day is still going on. They can make another one. Yeah, they can. And Billy Mitchell's got all kinds of issues still going on now. He's yeah. tweeting about all the stuff he's going on. And it's just such a it's a simple yet very difficult game that everybody has played. So you can like, wrap yeah. your head around. You're like, oh, Donkey Kong, like the Donkey Kong record. You're like, yeah, I'd play. I'd, you know, lose my lives and then I'd move on. I'm like, eh, not really. But then you see these guys who are obsessed with it. But just the way the whole thing is done, like it's it's perfect. And uh, they've become characters. Uh Again, it's very it's very niche, but I feel like that's our niche. You that's know? all our niche, yeah. and if we quote it all the time, and one yeah. of the, I I was just thinking about another movie, but it, combined with this movie, it was like he has the world nibbler record. Nibbler, what the fuck is nibbler? <laughs> best line of the whole movie. <laughs> he was like, the whole movie. The guy was like blown away by it, but that also had nothing like, to do with Whoa. it. Yeah, I like I like Man versus Snake too, but again, it all is you compare it all to the King of Kong, and we like. Man vs. Snake because we like King of Kong so yeah, much. Yeah, and there's a lot, there's a lot of overlap, but like what yeah. what a community. <laughs> like it's yes. I like when people are passionate about certain things, and it it doesn't even necessarily have to be something that I like. Like I still think one of the better episodes 
of Mac and Goo was they had Shimon and they were doing a Pokemon draft. I don't know fuck all about Pokemon. Me neither. But I was but they, riveted. But they were just they were so into it and they were just ripping off names and ripping off facts and just like they were like clearly passionate that I listened to the whole thing. I don't know what they were talking about. Never. I was like, not I'm once. And this King of Kong thing's the same way. Like the way they talk about records, the way they talk about like other games, you're like, what a world. What a world. Yeah. But they enjoy it. So God bless them. They're not miserable. And They're happy about it. It put us on the map because you and I grew up going to Fun Spot. So it's yeah. like, Good point. and now to learn that Fun Spot is like the mecca for these dudes. Oh, that's they even say that. Like it's the holy land for a classic <laughs> video game. Like we grew up there. It sums it up. Really? Like we grew up there. Yeah, like, why not? It, so it awesome. made it real for us, you know? That was good. Uh, fittingly, the next movie on our list of essential movies is this is Spinal Tap, which is hilarious because you see movies like King of Kong or you see all these real documentaries and then you realize that these Christopher Guest movies aren't that far off. Like no. they they are play they feel as real as the other ones, as it turns out. And this is Spinal Tap is amazing. It's the first one of all the Christopher Guest ones. It combines all of the uh the music is so good too, which is one of the best parts. And so this one had to be on the list. I just unplugged my camera by accident, but it does it doesn't matter. But yeah, your so audio this, though. Okay, good. My I was audio, so I'm, I'm loud okay. and clear. So and again, this is a movie that I think you and I watched together. Mm -hmm. dozens of times yeah and mm -hmm. every time we watched it we would wind up quoting something else like oh, we would and then, like it was little yeah. and like the deleted scenes and stuff like we would die was just watching the deleted scenes that's just it when you when you start quoting deleted scenes you know that it's sort of next level and it's like if people get that reference like we were talking about like when when nigel is in the green room and he's yeah. looking at all the food remember it and he's like He's like all upset about the food. And then he's looking at like the olives. And there was like the little piece of the olive wasn't in there. And he's like, look, who's in here? No one. And then over here, it's a little guy. And it's, it's a little guy. The, it's the dumbest shit. But we, like you would quote that. Or like when he was looking at his shirt. Remember he had like the yes. skeleton yep. shirt. He's like, this is an exact replica of my insides. And the guy's like, really? Done in a t-shirt. And he's like, it's not green, is it? <laughs> it is green. It's green. And it was so much more than like these go to 11 because that's funny. But like, yeah, there's so much to that movie that is no, but so the fact funny. That the songs are good. Yeah. I love Big like, Bottom is the shit. Big Bottom is good. Uh, and I, like the fact that they're all playing bass guitars while playing <laughs> Big Bottom. Like that's a musical joke that yeah. I, I got and was thought it was awesome. Fucking Stonehenge. And uh, what was the other one? Give me some money. I still sing that all the time. I'm always like, give me some money. Don't <laughs> make me come right out and tell you. Give me some money. I also, they went through all their different eras. It's so good. Uh, yeah. And they do the um, the jazz odyssey. Oh, my God. And the puppet show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, all right. I'm, I'm not going to fix this camera anytime soon, but you can still hear me, right? I can you hear you. Yeah, see yeah. My mug. Yeah. yeah Audio is good. Audio is good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that one's on there. I mean, I think that one, we referenced that. I also love Best in Show and Waiting for Guffman, but really, we, we're just putting Spinal Tap on this, yes. on this list. Uh, the next movie is Fight Club. And Ryan, this one is good, and I think it's important, and the reason why it's an essential movie as well is it'll often get referenced, or if there's a movie that you're watching where you think there could be like a twist ending, what do you say? You say, like a fight oh, club gonna be, situation. is this going to be like Fight Club? Is going to be like yeah, Fight Club? Or if the main character you think at some point is talking to himself, yep. or it's like an alter ego, you're like, yeah, they're gonna fight club it. They're gonna. This is Fight Club. This is plus. I mean, Brad Pitt and Edward Norton are both fantastic. Helen Bonham Carter is great in this, and it's just it's violent, it's sweet, but it's got the crazy ending. It's really everything that I would want in a movie. And it's it was so not what I expected, and it's one of the only movies that the author Chuck Palahniuk says that the. The movie is better than his book. Wow. Interesting that he would say Which, that. If you think, because it's all written in like, I am Jack's whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't get the interaction really between the two characters. And I think mm. if you were to see, in my mind, like he saw Brad Pitt, he saw Brad Pitt's character and then assumed that, you know what I mean? Like that was his mm. alter ego. That's who he wanted to be. 
Mm. So if you could be anybody and look like anybody, you would want to look like and act like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Uh, just yeah, the, just the fucking coolest dude. You know, who yeah. just did whatever he wanted, dressed he however he wanted, did whatever he wanted. Like, yeah, it was awesome. And Meatloaf so awesome. was in it. And Meatloaf, who had who had big big bosoms. <laughs> well, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Movie's messed up, but it's 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 great. Uh, Ryan, take the next one on our list here. The next one on our list. If you are a person of a certain age, I think like we are. Yes. There was no movie that kind of encapsulated who I was. I watch this movie now and I see myself at the age of like 17 and 18. And that movie is American Pie. This to us was yeah. like our breakfast club. So this is, I'm glad. Yeah, this is kind of what I was talking about at the beginning where American Pie, like I think maybe for like Mac and Goo and people younger than us, it would be super bad, which I also really, really like. Which I for like. people older than us, it's either Breakfast Club or it might be like Fast Times at Ridgemont High or like a movie like that. Whereas for us, this is the sweet spot. American Pie was the movie you had you had to see. And it was great because all of the friends in that movie, I was that guy at different times in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like I I identified with every character in that movie in some way. Um mm-hmm. you know, you had Oz who was kind of, who was an athlete. Like you and I were were mm-hmm. our athletes. Mm-hmm. Um but also I liked music and I liked to sing and then you know, I had a little I did take Latin like Finch. Yeah. Cuz he keeps talking about having to go to Latin class and he goes and takes his poops before Latin or something like that. <laughs> oh, shipwreck. Shipwreck yeah. great. I, um if anyone was Stifler, that was my older brother. That was me dealing with my older brother. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for putting that up there. I'm right I there. was going to put a picture of you up there. <laughs> oh, I wish you could be bigger, but we're, we'll um, go with this one. So if I Why was, yeah, and like I had a serious girlfriend, like pretty much all through college who broke my heart and, and ruined everything for me. So I had that aspect <laughs> of it too. Um, so it was, uh, I see those guys now and I cringe, but look at that. Look at that guy. That's a better one. Yeah. yeah that I'll, one. Go with that. I'll go with that yeah. one. Uh, you know what I mean? So yeah, that no, they, was... they had all the they had all the characters right. You had you had Stifler, but you also had the Stifler's mom. Like this movie invented milfs. There wasn't milfs. We didn't call them milfs until no. American Pie. Think about that. Yeah. Like that's just in everybody's vernacular now. Mm-hmm. And what uh, was it? It was just four guys. Yeah, five guys just looking to looking to hump. And I to that point had never fucked a pie, and then that's all I would do. I would just get the nicest, the nicest, warmest pie. You thought about it. After the fact, you're like, eh, what if? Like, you didn't do it. No one ever did it. But you're like, what if? Oh my god, seriously. Yeah. No, but that that movie is uh, super important, and it's it still holds up, and it's still funny. Like, it just it is. You uh, want to introduce one, the next one? I do want to introduce this next one, and this movie is one of my favorites. It would be on my best favorite and essential category, and that's Scream. And we, I reluctantly put it on my list. You put it but on there. There, there is, yeah, I did, but there's a reason. Yeah, and it's. I just think, first of all, we love horror movies, mm-hmm. and a horror movie is going to make it. And then a horror movie that recognizes other horror movies is great because you have characters that were kind of like uh, like the Randy Meeks character who would constantly reference other movies and quote movies, and then even the killers having movies like quoted all the time. I think is great. It's sort of the the modern day thing and and we were you know this wasn't a movie that came out before we were alive this this movie nope. came out kind of in our in our sweet spot as well and uh i don't know it's sort of like the the modern classic if you will so i'm i had to have scream on there and i put it on my list because i know and this is this is going to sound cheesy but like i know it meant so much to you and this is yep. one of the ones that we kind of disagree on yeah we do we disagree on it a little bit but i just think the opening of the movie is so good and so important. The idea of, and like another reason why it's essential is because it's things that we might bring up again or things that you have to ha- kind of have in your holster or like your knowledge holster. Yeah. Because if there's a movie where a character you think is going to make it a really long time and is maybe the most famous name in the movie and they die, the first thing I think of is Scream. Like I know, I know it happened right. in Psycho, but you're like, oh, it's going to be like Drew Barrymore and Scream. And so, yeah. And great point. Joshua in the uh, in the chat. This is also what I'm talking about. He goes, I don't think there are 25 episodes that don't reference Scream. 
I think anytime yeah, great point. or have like, I'm looking behind you in the dragon's lair and there could be like a scream mask from time Correct. to time. You Always. just switch it up a little bit behind you. So like there could be a scream mask there. So uh-huh. it's like Superman and Seinfeld. It just yep. shows up from time to time. Yep. So I'm with you. It, it's a movie that's important to us yes. as, a, as a team. So it was going to be on there. Uh, Ryan, what is the next one? The next movie is Anchorman. Um, yeah. Now, this is the original Anchorman and the theatrical Anchorman, not Wake Up Ron Burgundy, which um, does which exist. Seen, and I would is- also quote from time to time and forget which was which. But yes. this movie is out of the ones we've done so far. Actually, I'll, I'd probably tie it with Spinal Tap, but just insanely quotable, like as quotable it gets and memorable characters. Ron Burgundy, uh, the, the quotes, the gifts, the memes, all of that. But Champ and Brick. And Brian, like they're just all of them are are all time comedy characters. And at the time, you know, I remember hearing Will Ferrell had been in some movies before, and you know, he was in it was old school was before this, right? Old school was a year before this. Yeah, which so like, I love. The old school is actually my favorite. I think it's still my favorite comedy, and I quoted a lot. And it just missed this list. Spoiler alert! But I thought Anchorman was a little bit more encompassing and. Ron Burgundy is a greater character than even Frank the Tank. So I, I'm glad Anchorman's on this list. But old school, I think, is funnier. Uh, and I think, as you said, this is more palatable for a wider audience. Like, this is so quotable, so mm-hmm. funny. I mean, people still say milk was a bad choice, you know, 20 years later. All the time. I, fun fact about me, every time I'm asked to do a mic check, wherever that may be, like we're yes. doing a remote broadcast or whatever, I run through all the shit that that burgundy does the how now brown cow the human torch was denied a bank load the arsonist has oddly shaped feet the tarantula enjoys a fine chewing gum all of that shit just one after another and what i do which is funny because what i do when we do live shows with the mac and goop cast is i do the mic check that david st hubbins does from spinal tap when he goes this is mic number one isn't this a lot of fun like that's <laughs> that's my mic check and that's right. a reference to spinal tap right crazy uh, it is <laughs> Anchorman's also I as much of a movie buff as I am, you know me. I'm also a frugal fanny, sure. so I don't typically see movies twice in the theater. But I saw Anchorman twice in the theater. I think I did too, and yeah. I think I saw it with a girlfriend at the time. Nice, and then said to all of my friends, "You need to go see that. I'm going yeah. with you. You need to come with me and see this again." Yeah. That's how, I mean it was it was that good like I mm-hmm. there's some good there's some good lap panda I watch actually, I remember I saw it with my girlfriend and her mother oh and the sign the scene with the pleats the Mister Burgundy you have a massive I was crying Dying, I bet. laughing crying I still can't say San Diego without saying it means a whale's vagina but all that stuff I mean you and we say that shit all yeah. the time so like essential movie you need to see I don't know who hasn't seen Anchorman at this point but right no I know yeah. but it's one that's going to get referenced a lot so make sure not not only you can't just see it you have to have like a pretty good working knowledge of it otherwise you're going to miss a lot of the jokes and that's another one so John in the chat brought up too Dorothy Mantooth is a saint I don't know how many times I've hilarious. said that out loud hilarious yeah you wouldn't think it would be or like the man punted Baxter Baxter like Bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. Like I've also, yeah, I've also uh, threatened to take uh, friends' mothers out to a nice seafood dinner and then never call them again. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Mr. Ron Burgundy and his Yaz flute. (laughs) I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. All right, and then he shoots it right out of his arm. Uh, The next one we don't need to spend a ton of time on because we talked about it last week. But Borat, Borat, you have to see. You have to see Borat. You have have to to see see it. Borat's One of the greatest, yeah, holy shit comedies. Ever. And yes. the whole thing we like, my the my wife thing that we did for the longest time. You obviously, know? that's from Borat. I mean, you, you are can't my say, best friend. Hold me tight. Like, what? remember that? Are you talking to <laughs> yeah. the guy? Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, it's just a fucking genius movie. Genius. Fucking, fucking genius movie. Yep. Speaking Next of movie, genius movies. Yes. This movie it was just voted the number one horror movie according to the hashtag dork Gooniverse. And again, because we love horror so much, had to put Halloween on there. Had, had to put to. Halloween. And if if you were going to I'm, I'm be potentially be friends with us. Yes. And you haven't seen Halloween. What? We have an issue. Yeah. It's the 
soundtrack or or the score it's the the villain it's like the, the simplicity of it it's just the the timeless classicness of it all ha- has to mm-hmm. be on there has uh, to be on there all right you give us the next two I know i'm gonna give you the next two, two very they, very popular ones for you they're very they're very me movies and i yeah. reference them all the time and they are my favorite two of my favorite 80s movies ever that being roadhouse and big trouble in little china I will talk about these movies at length with anybody. I can quote the entire movie from of Roadhouse, like <laughs> word for word. I've seen it so many times. Anytime it's on TV, Good. I watch it. It's become a inside joke mm-hmm. um, in my marriage where like, if it's on, I'm going to watch the whole thing and my mm-hmm. wife will just get up and leave the room. Mm-hmm. There are times where she'll come in, sit down, see that Roadhouse is on the TV and then get up and walk away. Yeah. It's become that, that. Uh, similarly, John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China is probably one of my favorite non-John Cusack 80s movies. Yeah, I think oh, yeah. that movie has everything. And again, I will talk to anybody who will listen about Big Trouble in Little China and how awesome it is. Um, my wife couldn't have been more confused by it when we watched it a couple of years ago. She was like, what is this? I'm like, Why? This is what it is. It's what, what it is. It's, what do you want? It's supernatural. You right. have uh, the undead. You got fighting in the streets which is a, a chinese showdown who knows what a chinese showdown is but they got one they got one right there if you want to watch it it gets shot up at a funeral apparently yep um i love this movie there's monsters mm-hmm. Mo- fucking monsters it's fucking monsters and kung fu like what the hell yep. else you need and we needed more representation of the 80s too so this and had to be on there kurt russell is so goddamn good in this movie oh my jack god burton. Yeah. i have a little jack burton you can't see it but i got my little jack burton funko no. on the desk you can't see anything coolest outfit Yep. Coolest outfit. He's got Ugg boots, jeans, and a tank top. What an outfit. That's great. Yeah, I love those two movies. All right, Ryan. uh, We had to include a Quentin Tarantino movie. He's one of my favorite directors. And we went with Pulp Fiction. That's one we can both agree on. I know Mm -hmm. we've had some friction on some of his other ones, but Pulp Fiction (laughs) we love. But also, another reason why it's so essential is when you're watching a movie and they start chopping it up out of order... The first thing you say is, "What is this, like Pulp Fiction? What are they? What are they doing? The Pulp Fiction? They're telling it like like that, even though there have been other movies that have done that. But it, you're just it's you associate that, or uh, there are certain lines from that movie, characters from that movie, unknown things about that movie, like the whole Ving Rhames briefcase thing. Like, is it his soul? Is it not? Like, I feel like you end up referencing that and wondering, uh, is this movie doing a little little Pulp Fiction action here? And is it is it the movie?" that made Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson. I think it probably, it definitely put him over the top. I'm trying to think of the stuff he was in. He was in a lot of movies before, but you're right. Goodfellas. He was in, um, I'm trying to think, but like a bunch of Spike Lee movies. Yeah. Yeah. Samuel L. You know, now. Yeah. Is from this Julius is Jules from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. That's 1994. So that movie's, you know, 26 years old. Old. Yeah. It's old. Um, and that's the guy, like, that's the guy Samuel L. Jackson is now. And I think it's due in part to that movie. Christ, I'm going through his film credits right now. Holy smokes. We actually Uh, did a, uh, we actually did an episode, I believe Samuel L. Jackson movies. You can check. I mean, he was in, he was in, uh, right before that he was in, um, true room. Yeah. He had a small, I mean, he had a small role in true romance and hold onto your butts. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, all right, the next movie on here again, we're cheating, but it's our list, so take a hike. It's Friday and next Friday. So, Friday is great. This, this might be the movie you quote the most. I think I quote next Friday a ton. Friday's also very good, and it was amazing because you go Ice Cube and Chris Tucker, and Chris Tucker, his character Smokey, you were like. They aren't. He didn't want to come back for the next one, or he was doing rush hour or whatever. He, he was really doing, He was big. making so much money. He thought he was. Yeah. He big timed him. Yeah. So you're like, they won't be able to top that. But they did. They got a little crazier. Like Friday's definitely a comedy, but there's a. It's a little bit more. It's a little bit more real. Whereas yeah. next Friday, they're like, we're just going to embrace how crazy Mike Epps is and the character of Day Day, who I love. I love this movie. It's hilarious. And looking at this list that we have. Most of these movies we had on DVD when we were in high school and we would just pop on over and over again. Yes. And I think I remember listening to you talk about how pissed you were when you found out that 
because you were a big Chris Tucker guy. Yes, I was. And you were, I loved Money. Yes. And another movie that I love that not a lot of people talk about is Money Talks. Chris Tucker and Charlie Sheen. Watch that movie, and I guarantee you, you will at least urinate your pants a little bit because it's it's just that good. And I remember you were pissed that Chris Tucker wasn't in Next Friday, but I then so talking to you after yeah. and how happy you were that Mike Epps mm-hmm. played Day Day. He was um, so good. Mike Epps is so funny mm-hmm. as Day Day. As the as you know, Ice Cube's he's the he's the wacky to Ice Cube's straight man. Yeah. Um, which is it's a great combination. And next Friday, unbelievably quotable. Anytime anyone's running anywhere, Ruh. Rich Keefe will inevitably like you will inevitably do that. Oh um, my god! And we reference this movie all the time. Or I when, am a big fan of Elroy, when, Uncle Elroy. El- Uncle Elroy has one of the best lines ever. And I still say it, even though it doesn't really apply, thankfully, to what's going on too often. But when Nia Long is out there keying Day Day's car, and Uncle yeah. Elroy leads back and goes, Hey, that crazy bitch out there again. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he goes I, running out there. He's got the restraining order on. He's like, and then Ice Cube's like, you got a restraining order on a baby D? Like, you don't know baby D like I do. You know baby D. <laughs> She's snoring. She ain't even be asleep. <laughs> she got new Twinkie. Bootleg snacks. <laughs> Cupcake got a new Twinkie. <laughs> he's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will quote in class as an Love educator. It. I will introduce a topic to a class, and I will say. I'd be like, all right, you guys get, you feel me knocking? And the kids look at me and they're like, I think so. I go, well, let me in. Well, let me in. Yeah, they like, have no what? idea what that's from. They have no idea. I'm think, don't let me catch you in my refrigerator. <laughs> and don't let me catch you by your fingers in my sugar bowl. You feel me knocking? <laughs> let me in. I'll go, hey, Elroy. <laughs> me and my sugar get real nasty in there. <laughs> hot sauce, thank you. I always, I say that too every time we, every time we, you get hot sauce. I go, hot sauce on my burrito, baby. My wife's like, enough, enough. enough. Hot All right, sauce, let's let's you. rip through a couple of the other ones, right? Yeah, these ones are obvious, so we don't. I don't think we need to unpack them too much, but they're on the list. Goodfellas, just also just, super quotable, but just a great movie. Yep. We needed to have a mobster movie on. It's there. your fucking shine box. I prefer Goodfellas to Godfather, but Goodfellas is great. Uh, Gladiator had to have a great movie. We, we we obviously lean a lot of comedy so far, so we had to put Gladiator on there. Great movie is right. This movie. This was on my list, and, I, and it was pretty high up, and it's because I needed a 90s, like a mid-90s comedy. And there's a lot of good ones to choose from, like Dumb and Dumber and Tommy Boy and Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. I went with Ace Ventura. I think you're right. I think that's that's right. As a kid, I quoted that one more, and I think you might find yourself quoting that one, not even realizing that it's Ace Ventura, even to this day. Well, holy shit. I mean, that, what yeah. great timing, because fucking... Jim Carrey was just on Saturday Night Live. Just dropped a and he referred to the who's or her, and everyone in the audience knew what he was doing. I loved. I would. I talked like him probably that whole that summer that I had my broken hand. I was probably for the best because I think I just talked like Ace Ventura that whole summer. Which I'm glad I didn't know you then. Yeah. Oh, I was Jesus, so obnoxious. I, I would. I talked yeah. like him the whole time. I even had. I remember I had the VHS tape and it came with a card that said like amateur or like whatever pet detective, and you put your name on it, and so you could also be a little pet pet, pet detective. So I had that. And you had that. Yeah. Yep. Ryan, give us the next one. Office Space. Um, something I reference all the time. Anytime anyone talks about Michael Bol- Michael Bolton, anytime. There's a printer that doesn't work in your in your office space. Mm-hmm. You have flashes of this movie. So good. And I just, you know, two chicks at the same time. Like you say that <laughs> shit all the time. Like your name's um, Michael Bolton. Why don't you just go by Mike? Why should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> or I say about, you know, some people I work with at uh, not here, but at other places, when the Bobs are like, what would you say? you do here that's a great that's the most quotable that is the most quotable anytime you feel like somebody's not doing anything like, what are or, you doing 100 yeah, yeah. that that's a good i one. take the from the can i take it from the customer <laughs> i'm a, I'm a people person. person can you see that uh and uh you know bill lumberg all-time villain yes. in a comedy yes. movie yeah bill lumberg is absolutely great and a young flared jennifer aniston yes something else Absolutely. Back then. Yeah. For Don't sure. Like talking about her flair, but man, yeah, she I had it know. going on then. Another comedy. We're very comedy heavy, but that's also part of the deal. I think those are probably more essential than anything else, at least for us. I'm going with basketball. 
Yeah. Basketball is another one. I think it's a little bit lost in the shuffle. Doesn't get referenced as much, but it's also like kind of sneaky quotable where like you'll just find yourself saying stuff and you're like, what is that? What is that even from? You're like, oh, it's from basketball from like it's 20 from basketball. years ago. Yeah. Which, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. I think the first time I saw this movie, I saw it and then I saw it on like a Friday night and then watched it six times that week. <laughs> Very rewatchable. Another one that we, so good. we had it in the DVD collection. And, it, it and how many so times we were like, we we're, exp- you know, no, it's not like horse. It was like, <laughs> it's a little bit like horse. <laughs> it turns out. Yeah. Not that pussy ass two on two stuff. You guys play in the suburbs. Also oddly quotable. And my wife has no idea what I'm like. And so a triples behind the meatballs. And she's like, what? <laughs> like, what? Or like, did I just fart? Everyone like, that's like the running joke. When they're doing the psych out, the best psych out ever. Obviously, there's the Steve Perry thing. So I do that one too. But the yeah. psych outs where, where they send Squeak up to like the huge guy. Yes. On, like, the house team, yes. And he's like, hey, like whatever your name is. I heard your mother's deaf. <laughs> <laughs> I heard your mother's deaf. And he's like, my mother's dead. He's like, I guess that's why she didn't move around a lot. <laughs> I remember hearing that line and just like falling out of my chair. Because you had no idea what he was going to say. <laughs> and then, and neither loved, did he because he was reading it off his hand. <laughs> the delivery was so bad, but it was so funny. And then there's also the scene where the guy that's uh, ahead of the whole league is trying to like get um, Matt Stone. <laughs> Yeah. That scene is like laugh out loud fun. It's like cry laugh funny because Matt what Stone like, is just not getting what he's putting down at all. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Did I fart? Of- he's like, what? No. Yeah. Oh, oh Jay I McCarthy. love baseball. Very good. Yeah. So baseball wasn't there. So uh, the next- going out with Squeak. I mean, you say that to everybody, right? <laughs> but how they exaggerated like getting psyched out. Like if you if you said something funny while I was like shooting a basketball, I wouldn't fall down. But like they <laughs> but, uh, great. Why was the ref on rollerblades? That didn't make any sense. Didn't need to be. Didn't need to be. Al Michaels and Bob Costas were also good in the movie. Oh, they were so funny. You're was that you're excited to feel these nipples? No. Yes. That was yeah. Yeah. That was that movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh the next one, another we're also cheating, but we're gonna pair these two together. Swingers and Maid. Swingers is the more mainstream movie to this point. John Favreau, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, my favorite actor of all time. When these two guys are together, it is magic. And Swingers put them on the map. Swingers is also a little bit more of like, it's it's flirting with being a rom-com. Whereas Made is just outrageous because it's it's Vince Vaughn's character from Swingers, but he's not smooth and people don't take his shit. And, and everyone just, hates him. And it's the fastest talking. It might be the best performance by like a comedic actor in a long, like in that that type of role that like I've ever seen. And it's super quotable. It's a little more niche, but it's why it's on our list. Like you had to see like made also made its way through high school. And we ended up getting it like on DVD. Like I don't remember that being a theater movie. I have no idea if it no, was. No, it was like a straight to DVD movie. It was like a independent so movie like swingers, but so um, it had all the people from swingers in it and P Diddy at the time, which was their yes. big get for the movie. And phase on love who Favreau used again in a bunch of other movies, including elf, uh, who's good, and he was yes. he was playing this. Um, and again, just made swingers is like the ultimate nineties lovesick guy yep. movie, but it's also funny and also has like hilarious parts to it and um, quotable. You know, yeah, the beautiful babies. Like every calling everyone baby. Like everyone money. did that for a while. Like that the was N- um, the NHL ninety four scene. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. make little Gretzky's head bleed. I also do it like when we have a delivery guy come, I do the same thing. I'm like, is he clean? Is he clean? Let him in. If he's clean, let him in. I but like that. you said, yeah. Made is that turned up where Vince Maid's Vaughn. Made's way funnier. They just kind of let him go. Yeah. And like everyone, you know, a Cardiff Giant, you know, Jimmy the Driver, Cardiff, uh, Tri- Cardiff Giant, Cardiff Jimmy Giant. the Driver, you know, Jimmy the Driver. And he never, anytime he's on screen, he's fucking talking. He never shuts up. In the so, whole, in, are you the red dragon? Like he's just like he blows every line. Like where, where's the red dragon? Lay his head down. He's like, uh, what? Well, uh, there have been some. There have been some who speculated that the Rich Keith Ryan Davy relationship is much like a Vince Vaughn John Favreau relationship. Oh, I wish that it was. It might be. It kind of well, is. There's, there's definitely a little bit to that for sure. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's been there. I. It's not me who's saying that. There have been people who have said that. So I could see that. That, mm-hmm. That's the highest compliment we've ever received. I think so too. <laughs> he is just—he's so over the top in that. 
But anyway, very quotable. Uh, yes. Ryan, rip, rip through the next three. I know those are all favorites of yours. Okay, so Ghostbusters, Big Lebowski, Army of Darkness. Like those are ones we can rip through. Um, they're no brainers. I think I, the Big Lebowski I saw by myself the first time I saw it, and I didn't. I knew I liked what I was seeing, but I needed to watch it more. And the more you watch that movie, the better it gets. People quote this shit all the time. Um, Ghostbusters was my favorite, one of my favorite movies as a kid. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the next one. And then obviously Army of Darkness. You talk about B. This might be the most quotable B horror movie I have ever seen. Yeah. And I watched it again recently and I have not been able to stop quoting it all the time. I I just, I do it all the time. Yep. Um, Bruce Campbell is an absolute genius in this movie. Um, If you haven't seen Army of Darkness, I will quote it several times a day mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. now that I've seen it again. I haven't seen it in a couple of years. Now I just watched it again and I can't stop. And you right. want to do the last one? Yeah, the last one I had included on my list. It was super high and it's because it's the best comedy of the last 10 years. I cried laughing at least a couple of different scenes. That would be MacGruber. MacGruber! <laughs> Gotta see MacGruber. And so we talk about MacGruber all the time. Some of the honorable mentions, Ryan, uh, include Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, yep. Point Break, Monty Python, Ferris Bueller, American Movie, American Psycho, Almost Famous, Old School, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Jurassic Park, John Wick, Silence of the Lambs, Naked Gun, Mean Girls, Terminator 2, and then I threw a couple of sports movies on there, Major oh, League yeah, and the program. I didn't put a single sports movie on. I should have put Slapshot on there. And my, dog's named so fucking Ogie. my dog's name Ogie Oglethorpe. Yeah. I should have put my fucking... Put, you, but Mean Girl, I quote Mean Girls more than I like to admit. Mean Girls is great. Mean Girls could have made our list easily. She doesn't even go here. For I say sure. that all the time. For sure, could have. Yeah. All right, let's get to the next portion of the program. Again, those are your 25 essential movies. So if you uh, let us know what you think at Dork Podcast on Twitter, or you can email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Which ones do you think are essential? And what do you think of our lists? Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. All right, Ryan, would you like to kick, receive, defer, or defend a goal? Well, the pick of the pod for a death is my webcam. So yeah, what there that what, is? What the heck I, happened I there? I kicked it. I kicked the wire, and I can't find behind my PC which one it is. So look at that rocket raccoon shirt, by the way. By the way, that shirt—if you're looking at the YouTube thing right now—that's yeah. a um, a shirt that will benefit um, uh, the the creator of uh, Rocket Raccoon, who sustained like a, a really bad brain injury, and so it goes to like a Bill oh, Mantlo. Right. So check that shirt out. Anyway, um, I will receive this week. I started. I'm going to start tonight. Um, a show uh, called Truth Seekers, which is um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost of Shaun of the Dead. And it's a TV show and they're ghost hunters. Yeah, I got to watch this. So I'm going to watch on this. Amazon, I'm going right? to start this after the Patriots game tonight. I got to watch this. Yeah. I My show, Davey, is on HBO and it is called The Undoing. I okay. highly recommend it. You got to get your wife to watch it. She'll love it. The Undoing. The is Undoing. Undoing a rare. It's a David E. Kelly show. Um, Nicole Kidman is in it. Hugh Grant. Where has he been? But he's in this. I can tell you where he's been. Uh, well, come on. That was a long time ago. And so <laughs> I don't know if you saw Big Little Lies or not. Uh, no, but my wife was thrilled with it. She loved it. So this is Big Little Lies in New York City, basically. Okay. And uh, it's only six episodes. And the third one just aired last night. So they're halfway through. You could binge those those three easy. And you could pick it up the rest of the way. My, me and my wife have been watching it. We love it. All right. Right on. So there you go. Uh, real quick here. We don't have a ton of time. Because I got I to gotta go watch the Pats. But the uh, Mandalorian. Little spoilers for Mandalorian. Yep. Uh, episode two. We kind of hit it on at the beginning. Another episode where there is no Darksaber. No Ahsoka Tano. No Sabine Wren no Moff Gideon and no reference or mention or anything to it. Like or on Boba. its own, like he's I thought carrying it... Boba's armor, but there's no Boba. Right. And there's, and there's no Cara Dune and there's no, Nope. Um, Apollo Creed. I, I don't know. Like... Carry... I'm just going to call him. Yeah, I know. I, know, I, know. I yeah. did like baby Yoda eating the eggs. That was funny. That was funny. That yeah. was good. And it looks cool. Like it looks like a cool star Wars thing. And like the spider attack and whatever. And the little creature that Mando's carrying, but it was like you only have eight episodes, and Get you have going. decided to use two, and like barely give us any, like just a just a second of maybe Bubba Fett, and then like his armor and like a Sarlacc pit. But I don't know. They dropped a hey, may the force be with you in there. But for the most part, I wanted to like the episode more. I feel like 
the Clone Wars could do with plenty of like, hey, there's a little off side stuff. And if yeah. you like it, you like it. And if you don't, whatever, we're going to get back to it. But I'm just a, I wasn't that annoyed after the first episode. But after the second one, I'm like, all right, give me give me some of this shit. Or yeah. are you going to save it to like the finale? Like, what are we doing? What are you ding bats? What are you ding dings? What are you a ding a dingling? Um, and the last so yeah, I'm I'm completely on board with you with that. I do like the stories that they're telling. I just want them to get to the fucking where's the chase and how do we cut to it? You how know? and how do we cut to it? And I will say lastly to end the pod tonight. November is still going on. You can't see my epic mustache right now. Um, I, we've had a lot of great help. A lot of great people have been donating. Um, if you guys want to join the team, if you guys are something, uh, please shoot me a DM on tw- on uh, Twitter. I can put you guys and give you a link. You can be put on the team, raise money, um, help us out and spread the word. Uh, Dr. Joe's doing a great job raising money to help the cause too. So if you guys want uh, in on that, uh, please reach out. Um, it's a great cause helping men and uh, hell yeah. All right. Good stuff, Rye. If you want to uh, rate, review the podcast, you can on iTunes, just about everywhere else. Podcasts are available. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dork Podcast. Follow Davey on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash D. If you just follow him along there, then you'll get an alert when he goes live. Uh, we are on YouTube as well. Just go to youtube.com slash dorkpodcast. We stream on Monday nights. You can rewatch old episodes. We'll occasionally put up other videos of stuff, and you can subscribe there. Plus, if you happen to still be on Facebook, go to uh, hashtag dorksharedgooniverse on Facebook. You can find out what's going on with us. Mac and Goo, the Pop Culture Pile Driver, the Change My Mind podcast, the Furlough Friends, Shimes Twitch, Dr. Joe's Twitch, and Davey's Twitch. So that is all available to you. And Ryan, before we get out of here, what do they say, sir, about wombats? That they do square poo-poos. They do square caca. That's correct. Thank you.